Probably the best thing I could do today for Father's Day is like preach real short. And I can already see, I mean, you'd probably really appreciate me as a father, amen, to do that. But just lots of, lots of good things to be said here. First off, happy Father's Day. Hope you have a great day today, and maybe we'll help start that off uh, as being a good day. And don't forget, Michael's getting baptized. Now, I know some will be going out here, uh, but we're going to get him baptized. I, maybe y'all can go ahead and get ready to get him a robe as soon as I start closing or even get it ready now. I don't care. He could have the robe on while I preach, and uh, we'll go right in here, and that way we won't hold you up unnecessarily. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 30. Ezekiel 22, a very familiar passage of Scripture here that we could probably just quote most of us. Uh, but I'll read it just in case if you can get it up on the screen. And I will skip quite a few things that I, were, I was intending to uh, preach to you. But again, we've, uh, we've taken uh, very worthwhile time uh, and put it where it should be in giving honor and things that we need to discuss with you. Hey, Ezekiel 22 and verse 30, if y'all put it up when you get ready, thank you. Amen. And I sought for a man among them. That should make up the hedge and stand in the gap. Notice he said a man. I know that biblically speaking it was a man's world and, uh, you know, the equal rights people and all that have a, they have a cow, you know, when you say this. And, but that's how it was. Uh, but it was not just for man. Man was the leader. And by the way, uh, ladies, help me out here a little bit. The men, they are still the leaders of their family. Nothing has changed. God did not come to destroy the law, but he come to fulfill the law. I, I say that with an explanation because some people don't understand that, and maybe we'll talk about it just for a minute. But it is Father's Day, and ladies, nobody's out to get you because we've had Mother's Day, and we'll have it again, the Lord tarries. But today is Father's Day. It's for the men. But God sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. I mean, this is serious business. God said, you know, I'm, I'm going to destroy this place. I'm going to sin. That's another thing that people have a big problem with. No, there are such things in the Scripture, and it's called the judgments of God. And we hear talk show hosts just bending over backwards, turning flips. Somebody said something about, well, listen, we've asked God to leave our schools. We've told God we don't want him, you know, among our public places and in our courthouses. But yet when something happens, hey, did you notice, did you notice the, the, the people who just down in Charleston that was just brutally shot by a man, race, racial situation, most probably evil situation for certain. Amen. We don't know all the details, but you notice now on the news when tragedies take place, how people openly talk about God, Brother Ruck, they openly talk about God moved and God spoke and I prayed to God and no, where are the critics? Somebody would knock their teeth out if they, but see when things go smooth, then you don't talk about God. All right, just throw that in for you just a little bit. Amen. But he was searching for a man. I want to preach to you just for a little bit. Men needed to stand in the gap. I hope this is like maybe just a little challenge, a little boost, not here to hurt anybody's feelings. I want to say just a couple things, men. I'm trying to help you. Brother, Brother Johnson said something about his dad sometimes would say things that he, he was uncomfortable about and really didn't, but he felt like he needed to hear it. 
And he's old enough and smart enough and wise enough now to say, I'm glad they did it. It wasn't what I wanted, but it's what I needed. So maybe we'll do that today. Look over at somebody, smile at them. Y'all are getting serious. Amen. Get a little too serious. Amen. You can tell them how handsome they are and how pretty they are. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You look great. Oh, by the way, thank you for the card. I don't know what, it was sealed up. It looked like I needed a Sawzall to get it open, so I didn't try to open it up. And so I'll just leave it with thank you. We used to say, used to say, used to say a hacksaw, need to have a hacksaw to get in that. Amen. But anyway, thank you so much for thinking about us. We take that honor uh, very, very seriously. Listen, prerequisites for being a good father. Pretty simple. Again, it's not complicated. We complicate it, but normally it's pretty simple. Anybody can understand it. Being a man, functioning as a man, taking responsibility as a man. Didn't Paul say that? When I was a child, I did childish things. But when I became a man, I put away those things, and I began to do things like a man. It's time to grow up, all right? Amen. We need to think like a man. We need, and when we start thinking like a man, then, then most likely we'll start acting like a man and working like a man. Is anybody, I don't hear anybody say man, but I don't hear anybody saying oh me yet. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All of these are prerequisites to being a good father. You will not be a good father until you are a good man. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a dying art. I understand that. Most of us do. Uh, it's not as many as they used to be. It don't seem like it, at least anyway. Thank God we have a few good men. That's all the Marines ask for. Just give us a few good men. But we can always use a few more. Amen. Men's thesaurus. Let me do this. It might, might help us a little bit. I picked this up somewhere. Listen, men don't always say what they mean. Ladies, uh, let me help you out with this just a little bit here. I mean, for future, let me just translate for future benefit. When a man says it would take too long to explain, he means I have no idea how to explain it. When a man says, take a break, honey, you're working too hard, here's what he really means. He means, you know, uh, I can't hear the game over the vacuum cleaner. When a man says, that's interesting, dear, he means, are you still talking? When a man, this, is, this may help somebody here a little bit. When a man says, it's a guy thing, here's what he really means. There's no rational thought pattern connected to this. <laughs> I'm telling on us now, guys. When a man says, can I help you with dinner? He means, it's not ready yet. Hallelujah. And when a man says, I can't find it, he means it didn't fall right into my open hand and my outstretched. Of course, we thank God, amen, for the good men that he sent us. Good men are men who've learned, you know, to lean on the Lord. You know, I saw headlines on my little app on Fox News, and I usually check that every morning. It's kind of a habit, maybe a bad habit. But I didn't even read the story. I didn't have time. I had to get ready to come to church. But the headline was, 
has anybody ever got it right? Being a daddy, being a father. Well, I, I like that openness, and you know, we I, the older I get, the more I see things, Brother Green, back there that I should have done a different way and should have said it a different way, and I it could have been better. And in other words, I didn't get it right. God helped the person who thinks that they got it right. It's going to take the grace of God and the wisdom and the help of God. And fortunately, we have a church who God works through. I've been making the statement lately. I'm going to make it again. We're going to be one of those things. Listen, God's not coming after coming back after you and he's not coming back after me he's coming back after us this is a together that means it's the church that means it's the bride that he's coming back after and that means that that it's so uh, that's why it's so valuable that we get in the church and stay in the church and just any group that meets together and calls themselves a church is not a church you can get together and have an amway meeting Amen. You need to be at a place that stands on truth. Just like Brother Johnson preached us about the one God message today. Let me just say this. I wouldn't be ugly to anybody. I wouldn't hurt anybody for anything in the world. I'm not out to cross swords with every religion and every denomination. And no, I don't think I'm the only one going to be saved. But let me tell you something. There is no such thing as a Trinity doctrine. Amen. It was invented by the Catholic Church. And God bless you if you're a Catholic, connected with the Catholic. But anybody that's been baptized baptized in those titles. I didn't mean to go off on this, but let me just tell you something. Here's what the Catholic Church says. Listen, there's Baptist, Methodist, Church of God, Assembly of God, all of them. They came out of the Catholic Church, and they don't like the Catholics. They're happy to be Protestants. Can I just go ahead and preach it like it is and just tell you this, and you can do whatever you want to with it. The Catholic Church says if you were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, which nobody in the Bible was ever baptized like that, but the Catholic Church says we don't care what you call yourself. We don't care what name you got outside of your church that you call a church. He said, you know, we don't care. You can say, I'm a Baptist. But if you baptize your converts in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, you're a Catholic. And they're right because they say, that's our baptism. We started it. Nobody ever baptized that way in the Bible. And so after the Bible, people are all gone. All of the disciples were all gone. Then comes in a new movement and they invent what they call the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they're all separate persons. And now we've got to have a baptism to match that. So we go, everybody's going to have to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which represents the Trinity doctrine, and so which is Catholic. And so you can be whoever you want. I wouldn't go to one of those churches. Are you better than them? No, I'm not better than them. I love every one of them, and I pray that God gives them a revelation that there's not a three-headed God system. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and him only shalt thou serve. No God formed before me, there'll be no God after me. There's no God beside me. He covered all this this morning, triggered some things off. God said, I created all this by, all by myself. So for us to just discount, not only just discount and say, oh, here's how the enemy work on that. Either it's not important at all, no big deal, or there's people who think if you don't believe in the Trinity doctrine, you're a cult. If you look online, and some of y'all have done it before, you go online and look under the United Pentecostal Church, friend, let me tell you, you'll get an earful of stuff. We are a cult. Why? Because we don't believe in three gods. 
I was telling somebody today, and I'm gonna get off of this real quick. Amen. Just in Bible college, I remember a textbook I had from one uh, uh, a big time writer, theologian in the in the denominational world. I remember going down the line. I got it marked in my. It's probably stuck back here in my office somewhere. Going down the line, here oh, is the Lord our God is one Lord. He's got scripture. He goes right down, you know, you know, I did this all by myself. No God before me, no God created after me. Not all these, I mean, there's a string of scriptures down here, uh, 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 sayings about one God. There's just no way around the oneness of God. This guy's saying this, no way around it. There's one God, you can't, you can't get past that scripturally. And so all of them have scripture references. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this guy's preaching right. But he gets down to the very bottom and he said, but that does not negate the fact that there are three persons in the one God. And then I'm looking for scriptures and there is no scriptures, Brother Ruck, besides, I mean, zero. He just pulled that out of the air somewhere. Listen, we're not interested in theology. We're not interested in what somebody believes and thinks just because they think it's kind of cool. We're interested in what the Bible says because heaven and earth's gonna pass away, but his word's gonna stand forever. You build your house on the rock, folks. When the wind and the storm, and they will come, by the way. Listen, if you read that parable, there's no difference in the houses that's built on the sand and then the one built on the rock. No difference. It's just the man built his house on the sand and one built his house on the rock. The houses are exactly the same. But the, 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 prob, the difference is the foundation is different. You start building your house on man-made religion, on man-made theology, the rain and the storm's coming, folks, and the Bible tells us what's gonna happen there. That house is gonna come down. Amen. Good men who lean on the Lord. And that's what we're doing today. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Verse 6 says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Listen, get in God's good word, lean on God, trust in God, amen. That's how you lead, amen, amen. Listen, good men have learned to trust God for supply. Philippians 4:19. but my God shall supply all your needs. Listen to me, men. All your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Last time I checked, heaven is not bankrupt. God's not out of money. You may be broke, but God's not broke yet, all right? Hallelujah, amen. Men who have learned to lead, amen. Amen. This I say, walk in the Spirit, and this will help us out a little bit. This is why that we don't talk much about accepting Christ as your personal Savior around here. If you did that, that's a good thing. But please don't stop there. The bishop talked about accepting Christ and accepting Christ, and he couldn't get off of drugs. Couldn't quit drinking. Couldn't quit cussing. Why? Jesus said, ye shall receive power. When? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Jesus said that. So for us to play down the Holy Ghost and the discount, no, no, if there was ever a time that we needed to be spirit-filled, it's today. Listen, we're fighting, we're fighting the devil himself. He doesn't want us to do what God's called us to do. And so for us to just accept Christ and get a couple of goosebumps, listen, that would please the day. He doesn't care how much you join the church, how much ties you pay to a church. He doesn't care how faithful you are. But he doesn't want you to come to an altar and repent of your sins. 
get baptized in water like Michael's gonna get today. Amen. And not leave the altar until God fills you up with this. That's where, because that's where you're gonna get your strength from. That's where you're gonna get your deliverance and your guidance and your wisdom. It's gonna come, amen, from the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm moving fast. I'm trying. Watch this. Here's why you need to be led by the Spirit. Verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit. Your human nature, human reason. And the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. I'm trying to get filled up with the Spirit. I want to go to church. I get filled up with it. It's the answer to everything. Amen. They're families. Now, I'm gonna, I got to do this. Ephesians 5.23. Amen. It said, for the husband is the head of the wife. Wives, I, I just need to stop here just a moment. Yes. Now, did that say that in the Scripture or not? Bear with me, women. It's Father's Day. I'm going to take my liberty here. Amen. For the husband is the head of the wife. Now, why do we have to, why do we have, to have a fight over that? Come on. Come on. Come on, You're not fighting with me. You're going to be fighting with God right here. And you're going to lose. You're going to run into brick walls every way you turn. Even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Headship isn't being the boss. We understand that. I don't know why I have to qualify this. It's not being the boss. Now, I know some men, we do that because some men think that. So we need to learn better. Listen, it is loving leadership. God is no respecter of person. Let me just, let me just help you out, ladies, just a little bit. If God is no respect for respecter of persons, men, then last time I checked, women... They fall under that person. They are a person. So that simply means women are equal in God's sight. I'm just looking at how it says it. The Bible says she is the weaker vessel. This is not an insult. It's a compliment to her. I mean, she's no less valuable. Rather, she is more fragile and in need of strong yet loving leadership. Told you, I was going to, told you I was going to challenge you. Listen, women are like fine silk. I don't know. Men are more like corduroy. <laughs> Ain't no way. Y'all already gave you the, you know, the thesaurus or the interpretation of what. I can't help it because we're made like that. My wife is a professional. I've confessed this. She was. She knew about marriage and home, and she she was a million miles ahead of me. Thank God that she was and is. She just went around fusses and arguments when I was bucked up, ready to be the man of the house. And you know, I told you what my brother said had been married. Just just you know, sometimes just a few words spoken right at the right time, you just never forget them. And I was asserting my position that I was the head of the house. I don't forget what little cross-up we had had or I thought I'd had. And I thought my wife may not have been being obedient to me. And, and I was just saying, I'm the head. I don't know what I was saying, but I was, he picked up on it. I was being, trying to be the boss. And I remember him looking over at me. And he said, you'll learn. That was the whole, that was the whole message, right? You, you'll learn. And I did. And I never forgot it. Let me tell you what, men, 
Let me tell you, you may be the boss and you may pop the, let me tell you what, your wife can make you miserable. You better be glad you got a good wife that puts up with your stupidity. I hate to use that word. I'm the boss. Yeah, right. She's so far ahead of you and, you, and the quicker you learn that, don't draw the line in the sand, gentlemen. You'll lose. And she'll make you think that you won, dummy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Didn't know I was going to say all that. Oh, the corduroy pillars. I can't resist this. Have you heard that corduroy pillars are making headlines? That went over some of y'all's head. I'll let you think about that a while. I couldn't resist that one. In God's wisdom, he has given each family a head. I need to work that out, folks. My wife has no problem with me being the head. What's that little pillow say, honey? Where are you in here? Little pillow that I bought. I bought it for and she said, I can't help it because I have good ideas. <laughs> I mean, that's a nice way to say it. I'm ahead of you. That's a, but we need to be smart enough to acknowledge the good ideas. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I, 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 think the, I think the toughest job you will ever have is to be a good husband and a good father to your children. Amen. I mean that sincerely. Eli... In the book of 1 Samuel, read about the Eli. He could run the temple, but he couldn't run his own family. Kids wouldn't live for God. David could run a kingdom and lead men into battle, but he couldn't manage his children either. Had big, big trouble with his kids. Men who have learned to love. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 3. Though I speak with the tongues of men, all you spiritual guys, amen, and angels, and have not charity, I am become a, that's, a, that's your key right there. Start loving your wife, start loving your children, amen. I become a tinkling, uh, a tinkling symbol. Verse 2 says, though I have the gift of prophecy, oh, so you're spiritual, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. This is what God, this is God. God's point of view right here. And though I bestow all my goods, you give, that's good, that's a good thing. Feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me zero. 1 Corinthians 16, 22, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, which means accursed. Just let him be cursed. God admonishes every husband to love your wife. Love here means more than affection. It means more than emotional feelings or satisfaction. It means more, uh, you know, it means that we are to seek the welfare and happiness of the person that we love. That means my effort will be to make the object of my love happy, secure, and comfortable. That's my job. That's my job description. This goes far beyond just telling the husband to love your wife as long as she's young and healthy and beautiful and slim and trim and all the rest of the stuff, all right? A wife did something that her husband just was not happy about. Just, just read this somewhere just the other day. He said to her, how can you be so beautiful and stupid at the same time? And I love her answer. She said, God made me beautiful 
so you would love me. And he made me stupid where I would love you. God's at work, folks. God's at work. Let's all stand together. I promised I was going to go close. Hosea 6 and 7. But they, like men, have transgressed. If we can get some music up here, and we're going to let you out of here and just bless you on Father's Day. Amen. Men have transgressed the covenant. Uh, there have they dealt treacherously against me. Uh, the word men could be translated Adam. I love this part right here. Men, listen, we, we've got a job to do, and it's weighty. You, you, we, we've got to learn how to maneuver. We've got to learn how to circumvent and get around. Everything doesn't have to be a head-on collision. Again, sometimes our wives are much sharper and smarter and wiser in these areas than we are, and we just bullhead our way right on through. And They let us do this. They let us. They allow it and put up with it in some cases. Uh, and that's not good every time, all right? But Romans 5 and 12, wherefore one man sin. One man's sin entered into the world by one man. And death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. In other words, Adam, that one man, he messed up. And because he did, he passed some things right on down to us. We're suffering things right now in human nature. Romans 5 and 18 through 19, therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to con condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all. So in other words, he's telling us here, you mess up, guess what? Some other folks are going to pay for that. Amen. But if you do right, I know we men like to, oh, we're an individual. Nobody hurt, don't hurt nobody but me. I'll just cuss if I want, lie if I want, and get drunk if I want, get high if I do whatever I want. I'm just, just, no, it's not just you. According to the Bible, now I'd like to believe you, but I have to believe the, the word. This is weighty. This is, the, this is the test. This is the pressure point right here. You're not by yourself. Everybody has a circle of influence. It doesn't matter if it's the people you work with, you work for, or maybe they may work for you. Listen, folks, see who you are and what you're about. And it's like they say, you can fool some of the people all the time and all the people some of the time. But sooner or later, somebody's going to find out that you're a big hypocrite. So let's not be that. Let's just be who we are and what we are. And let's do it for the glory of God. And when we do right, and that doesn't mean we're perfect, or we ever will be as long as we're in this life. But let's do the best that we can. Let's bring our troubles to the altar. Let's make a commitment today. I'm going to the house of the Lord. You can't make your wife or your kids go to church. I mean, if they're little, you can. But when they get, you can't do that. But guess what you can do? Here's what you can. You can come yourself. I've seen both ways. I've seen, well, my wife don't come to church. Well, listen, you know what? You come to church. She don't handcuff you and hold a gun to your head and make you stay home, does she? You get your hide out of there and come to the house of the Lord. And I promise you, you make a commitment. You start. You can be as carnal as the day is long. I believe what I'm saying right now. You can, you can be, have all kind of sins hanging on you. You keep coming to God's house. You keep hearing a good word from God. Listen, you will, listen, we all want the miracle to take place and we want it taken care of now. And it does that sometimes. 
But let me tell you what, you keep showing up. And little by little, that's how God said he was going to drive the, drive the enemy out of the promised land. He said, little by little, I'm going to drive them out. If you'll just go in there and go to war, and that's what God does today. You keep bringing your trouble. You keep coming to the altar. Keep getting that hand up. Amen. Just keep praising him. Amen. Amen. Some of that stuff start coming off of you. That's how we get blessed, folks. That's how we get blessed. Amen. We can make a huge difference in the lives of those we influence when we choose to do what's right in this life. Let me close with this thought right here. Amen. A time of dryness in your life is an opportunity for the enemy within to attack. That's why, again, we come, you, you, you come to church. You keep coming. Amen. Amen. The enemy within is the latent or latent carnal nature in each of us. Otherwise, amen, known as the flesh. The flesh seldom attacks your spirit when you have victory or you're enjoying your Holy Ghost. Exodus 17 and 8, then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. Why'd he do that? Because Israel was worn and tired and weary and traveling. Amen. The Amalekites, I, I'm gonna, I, I feel like it's a strong scripture here that would say they, they it could be a type of the flesh. The Amalekites. The Amalekites were a nomadic people who wandered in the wilderness area between Canaan and Mount Sinai. They, they weren't totally out, and they, but they couldn't quite make it to the promised land. And the flesh is ever restless, vacillating between God's promise and divine revelation and yet never able to claim either one. This is why a person that gripes and grumbles and complains at church, if you had a way, Brother Johnson, to be with them wherever they go. Listen, they do that at home. If they can't get along with the, it's a leadership problem. It's a submission problem, leadership. God's authority thing. Hey, hey, you, you take somebody that, that's, a, that's a griper and a gossiper and a troublemaker at church, you know, it, 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 they may say it's this, but they don't want to come under the preacher. And you follow them home, they, they, they're not submitted to their husband. You let him try to tell them what to do, see what happens. It goes deeper than what it looks like out here. Hey, that's the flesh. Amen. Amen. The battle against the flesh must be conducted on two fronts. On the mountain and in the valley. Exodus 17 and 11 said it came to pass when Moses held up his hand. They went in battle. Amen. He had already explained. I'm going to get up on the mountain. Amen. And when I hold my hand up, you're going to attack. You're going to win. Amen. Amen. When Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. You better get you some members, some leadership, authority. Amen. As umbrella over you men. Hallelujah. Amen. Get close to the preacher. Listen, I've never, I've, I've never been to too many churches, but I've been a member of a few over the years when I moved to different jobs. And, and I, you know, I, I sat under Brother Wright when we moved to, I said, you know, no way. I'm here to start a church. And we had some folks didn't make it too good because they came and started a church and they didn't have a church. They didn't have a path. No, I said, no, I don't have a church. So I'll be driving down to Bishop Wright's church. That's back before he was a bishop. And I, I would go down there and my wife and I would bring my kids on a regular basis. Why? Because I needed to be under that authority. I needed somebody holding their hand. You separate yourself from that, you're on your own. And you're not going to win. Amen. That's why people are searching for a church all the time. 
They don't. They, they never gonna find it because usually it's a man pastor, and they don't want to come under no man. I hate to say that, but men, hallelujah, just stick out under you in your little pipe and smoke that. <laughs> you, you know the issue sometimes, and a lot of times, it's not the issue. It's something deeper than that. Hallelujah. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he let it down, his hand, Amalek prevailed. I want to prevail. I want to win in this battle. I want to see some strong men. Amen. And you start with a commitment. Amen. You start with loyalty and faithfulness. It won't hurt you. Hallelujah. We're going to make it. Bless the men. Bless our men. And when our men get blessed, our women get blessed and our children get blessed, and our community gets blessed, and revival breaks out. And everybody's happy, and everybody's saved, and the enemy's on the run. That's how that works. Or we can sit here and squabble and fight over it. Who's the boss, and who's the leader, and who's the smartest, and, and we can do that till Jesus comes, and a lot of people's gonna be lost. Let's get this thing right. Amen. Amen. Just like the message somebody preached and I preached it, just shut up and march. Hallelujah. Are y'all feeling the Holy Ghost like I am? Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Bless this house. Bless these men. Amen. Where they can in turn bless others. Amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, I hate to let you go. I got a bunch to, to preach, but I just skimmed down through here. Maybe we'll preach it again sometimes. Amen. Don't you want your husband, ladies, to be blessed? Listen, if, 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 if my wife's blessed, I'm blessed. If I'm blessed, she's blessed. And that's how it works with all of you. If y'all want Brother Thompson, you want to get over here, right, that's a, that's a good closing right now. I'm trying to figure out a way to close in a real nice way. Amen. And I don't know if that's warm, but you know what? It's hot enough out here, out there. It don't matter if it's heated or not. Amen. Y'all got the camera ready? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. We'll just close out with a baptismal service. Anybody, if you've never been baptized in water in the name of Jesus, that's the only way they baptize in the Bible. I want to stay with the scripture here. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. Glory. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that's how you give thanks to the Father. Amen. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Brother Michael, did you ever receive the baptism of the Spirit? Did you ever speak in tongues? Did you do that yet? You did? I thought you did. I thought you did. Hey, well, here's what it would be real easy for you then. Amen. When you come out of that water, amen, we're going to call the most powerful name in the universe over you. When you come out of that water, amen, Brother Thompson and Brother Green is going to lay hands on you. Amen. And listen, I want you to just be ready to speak in tongues if the Spirit if the Spirit moves, I want you, and it will, I want you to just open up your mouth, and if you want to speak in tongues, you have the liberty to do that. The Bible said where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. You ready for this thing? Amen. You come up, I want you to lift your hands, and we're going to all pray with you, all right? In Jesus' name.
Hallelujah. Brother Michael, upon the profession of your faith and in obedience to the great word of the Lord, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. Church, come on, let's give thanks. We thank you, Jesus. 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 Holy Spirit, bless you don't forget the auction stop by amen leave us some money back there amen if you get a cake or not god bless you dismiss again happy father's day amen ladies amen everybody else make sure dad has a great day today god bless you amen see you at camp